0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: Rothenberg with you on 98.7 ESPN. I I, I start talking to the guys today, and the first thing Ty says is, your voice sounds like crap. Well, I have a team on the brink of elimination who are down 2-0. And I'm screaming and I'm yelling and I'm annoyed. And then you follow that up with a goal from Zibanejad, another goal from Zibanejad, a goal from Kreider. And there's screaming, there's intensity within the home. And then they give up a goal, which was a brutal goal, a terrible pass from Jacob Truba trying to, trying to hit uh, Keandre Miller cross ice. Picked up by Malkin, takes it in, scores. So there's screaming, there's yelling, and then they get this fluky, and this is why, people, and we say it all the time, especially against goaltenders that are not all that good, just throw the puck at the net. Just throw the puck at the net. And finally, they throw the puck at the net. Good things happen. That, to me, I don't know if you had the same feeling last night. That, to me, felt like I was watching it in slow motion, that game-winning goal, right? It, it def- now, I, I, I've seen today that they credit it to, to Kreider, but I thought it hit Zabenjad. so I'm, I'm not sure. It, regardless of what happened, whoever it hits in front, it goes up into the air, and it goes behind, and then it falls and then will it trickle in? And it's just like I'm, I'm what, you know, like the Matrix when they have those scenes where it's it, that. That's what it felt like to me, the slowest of slow motion. And thankfully, it trickles in. I heard Valaket saying on the post game, it's 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 not even a bad goal. It's one of the most embarrassing goals he's seen. Just just a disgusting goal to allow. But when you're Louis Doming. I don't think it comes as a huge surprise that he allowed that goal in that moment. And then you get an empty netter. And amazingly enough, the cardiac kids have fought off elimination again on Friday the 13th, which seems to be their day. So Rangers embarrass themselves. They lose games three and four and allow 7 goals in each game. And then game 5 they come out in the garden apparently, you know, somewhat dead before the game, not jam packed like it was for games 1 and 2, and they come out and they don't play well. Pittsburgh takes it to them down to nothing and all of a sudden you think to yourself, was this a you start having the questions, is this a failed season? What's the future of this franchise? Do they do they stick with this same team and just hope another year of seasoning makes them better? Have, have they lost the message of the coach? Was he out coached? Right? Like all these thoughts start to conjure through your head. And then it's like, all right, hang on. Goal, goal, goal. Another goal. Now we win that game. Hang on for dear life. Win that game. And then Crosby's out. And now it's well, can they, can they do it again? Is that possible? And last night, it's the same thing. They come out. A bad first period, right? First goal, about five minutes left. Then they score, score again. Now it's two nothing. Another breakdown, right? I mean, it, it, nothing that uh, Shostakin could do on that second one, certainly. Now you're sitting there looking at two nothing, and and you, the same thoughts. I mean, we we can't even compete without Sidney Crosby in this game on the road, and all the questions now arise again. What what are the Rangers? How good are the Rangers? Well. You know what? I I don't know that you have a cup run in you with this current team, but I'll tell you what, they are a resilient bunch because Mika has been silent in this series. Well, no longer as he scores two goals to tie it at two. Then they get the Kreider goal and the power play. Then they have another power play, which was the second half of that initial penalty. They do nothing on that. They give the puck away. You're tied at three, and you're like, oh, my God. And then you go to the third. Will this be the last period of the season? No, because the cardiac kids are incredibly resilient, and they do it again. And now we have a game 7, tomorrow night, 6.30, pregame, 7 o'clock, drop of the puck, right here on 98.7 ESPN. And, and I don't know if you ever, you, you ever have this. Like, there are moments, and now I, I love my job, absolutely love my job, but there are moments of my job, which, and I know a lot of people find this difficult to believe, it's a job. Like, I, I, there are moments where I, I actually am not in love with doing it. And those moments are, you know, Giants' awful loss. Like, that Giants-Eagles loss. Remember that Giants? It was that Sunday night. It was not, not Eagles, but it was the result of the Eagles. Giants beat the Cowboys Sunday afternoon two years ago. And then Sunday night, if, what was it? If the Eagles beat Washington, the Giants now somehow win the division. Well, that doesn't happen, right? Remember, they—they they, uh, Doug Peterson decided, I've seen enough of Jalen Hurts. Let me get him out of the game and get, who was it, Nate Sudfeld into the game. And that was the first morning we ever had our 5 o'clock show. So I, now I have no sleep because I'm livid, and I have to wake up at, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning, and we start at 5 o'clock. Those top are, of the morning, I, top of yeah, the morning, top of the morning. I'm being honest with you. Those are not fun days. You know when when your teams have these losses, which rip, and and I think a lot of you are like me, where your team, and whether it makes sense or not, where your team's losses rip your guts out. Those are not fun days, but then you get every now and then something like last night, something like Wednesday night, where you start having these thoughts of. Yeah, it's gonna be another one of these days. We're gonna have to break down this awful Rangers loss and get into that, but not last night. Like I I don't want to, you know, like wax poetic, but last night is kind of the definition of sports. Like last night in a microcosm defines, at least for me, what it is I love so much about it. I mean, you talk about an emotional roller coaster of events. You had and 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 stop it! If you tell me it didn't go through your head that you thought the Rangers were going to lose that game last night, you're down two nothing. You look awful. You have very few opportunities, right? Vitrano hits the crossbar. Zibanejad has a, a a breakaway and and goes backhand and and hits the post. And you're thinking we're we're not going to win this game, and this season is going to fall apart, and all it's going you know, to all come tumbling down, right? So you talk about a swing of emotions. Right, you have the thought of it's it's not gonna happen for us here. It's not gonna happen for us here. It's gonna be a failed season or a disappointment or that's gonna be the talk. And now all the hockey talk goes out the window. Right? You had that thought. And then and then like a like a Phoenix rising from the ashes, this team once again says, Hang on, we've got an answer for you. As they're chanting, Igor, Igor, Igor. And they're, they're mocking him. And he played well last night, I'll tell you that. And the Rangers find their way to a victory. And a stressful, unbelievable victory, but a victory nonetheless. Amazing. Amazing. What we have seen, what we are witnessing now, and I'm telling you that the Garden will be at a fever pitch tomorrow night. I mean, like the, tomorrow night, have you seen how much tickets are going for? I think to get in the building. To get in the building, you're looking at paying six hundred and fifty dollars to sit to sit in like section four fourteen is what I've seen. So it's going to be un- it's going to be one of those nights at Madison Square Garden. And, you know, it's funny, I'm talking to someone last night. I'll tell you, I'm talking to Anthony Pusick last night, the Michael K. show producer. And he says, you know, it's been five years since we've been in the postseason. I almost forgot how awful it can be. And it's funny because I have the same feeling like it's when it's your team. Like I love playoff hockey. Playoff hockey is incredible, right? Playoff basketball. Wonderful. Playoff football. Amazing. But sometimes when it's your team, it's not so fun. It's it's stress. It's nervousness. It's just you're, you're hanging on for dear life. You feel like you're going to pass out in moments Like, this is what sports is all about. And we got it right here. So 6.30 tomorrow night, the pregame. Rangers-Penguins. 7 o'clock tomorrow night, the actual drop of the puck. And then the first reaction to the game, 5 o'clock Monday morning, DiPietro and Rothenberg right here on 98.7 ESPN. So I don't know what more there is to say. I mean, that was... You know, you had your, your your first line had been very quiet, immensely quiet throughout the series. Kreider was not great. Mika was not great. And Panarin, I don't think, was great by any stretch last night, regardless. But they figured out a way. And that's what they do. And I say it all the time. That's what good teams do. But Mika was exceptional last night. And Chesterkin played well. And Lindgren is as gutty as, as a player as there is on this team right now. So, away we go, and now we see. And now we 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 await one more game. And I got a lot of a lot of tweets last night. Hope you're happy that you won without Sidney Crosby. I don't care. Why would I, why do I care? Do I, do I get style points if I if I beat a fully manned Pittsburgh Penguins team? No. Is is it less of a victory if I beat the Penguins and they're not at full strength? No. No. Not for a second. So, I, I listen, I wasn't rooting for Crosby injury, but now that he's injured, do I hope he plays game seven tomorrow night? No. Why would I want that? Why would I want them to have their best player when I'm this close from winning this series and they're not going to have their best player? What would be the point of that? If, if, I'm a, if I'm a Mets fan and I saw the Yankees in the World Series, w- would I prefer to see Aaron Judge? Or do I prefer not to see Aaron Judge? Oh, yeah. Because if you win a championship, it, you know, could you imagine if the Rangers go ahead and win the cup this year? You think that there's going to be people 20 years from now saying, yeah, but you know what? You, you won that first series and they didn't have Sidney Crosby down the stretch. Who cares? Do I think that the Rangers win this game last night if they have Crosby? Probably not. And you know what? Who cares about that? These things happen. I've seen it all the time. Listen, I saw the Giants win the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. I saw the Eagles, sadly, win the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. It happens. It happens. So to sit here and say, how how could you be happy with that victory? Here's my question for all you haters out there. How could you not? How could you not? 1-800-919-3776. We lead, and we don't do it often. We lead with the Rangers. Game seven. The best phrase maybe in all of sports. Game seven. And let me make it a little spicier. With the Rangers and a little spicier. At the Garden. That's how we lead. We'll do a lot of hockey today. Get into the baseball. I mean, I'm at the point with the Yankees where, A, you almost feel like they're not going to lose. B, I don't. I, I'll say it, and I, I'm sure you guys yell me. I almost feel like the regular season now. It, it's like you you know they're going to go to the playoffs. They're probably going to win a hundred games the way they're playing. Now the pressure goes to what? What will they be when you get to the postseason? And they're they're thirty ya. games in. Now the Mets. I, I, I someone texted me last night. Are, are you upset with the Mets' loss last night? Have don't care at all. Not even a little bit. Because the focus of last night was the Rangers getting the win, and the Rangers got the win. And the Mets offense was dormant. And again, I'm not pleased, but am I really upset? No. Not
0: at all. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: All right. I mean, I wonder if you can... you can. Come back to the Saturday morning show, being that you're a big afternoon drive star now. That, of course, is the one and only Ty D.
2: uh, Butler. Good morning, Ty. Good morning. I don't know if you actually caught this, but at the tail end of that afternoon drive show, uh, Kay alluded to my presence on the show being one that takes me away from the prison that is working with Dave Rothenberg.
1: And knowing you the way I do, you probably said nothing. I bowed out. So you wouldn't say, I, I adore. all right, you know what, then let's, let's move on. I don't want to keep you captive. <laughs> why, do you, why do you either A, get off the show, or B, I'll stop bringing you on air during the
2: show? Or C, you can just ignore the negativity because your, your hockey team is, you know, 60 minutes away from the second round of the playoffs, and you should be excited about that.
1: Hopefully sixty minutes.
2: Hopefully, because Ho- hopefully. We, we have seen overtime, you know, in this series. But if,
1: if this game goes to overtime tomorrow night, uh, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a mess. <laughs> I'm nervous now.
2: I, so, any chance you're gonna be in the building for Game Seven? That's that's the the goal. Uh, are Jake and I going to get an invite because we're like a, a happy oh, yeah, little family? Cause,
1: cause, well, com- please come into my Madison Square Garden. What do you uh, mean are, are Jake and you going to get an
2: invite? You're a big doll. You're a big wig ha- here at the station. So. I, haven't,
1: I haven't confirmed I'm going to be at the game yet.
2: Yeah, but if you, yeah, I'm assuming you're going to get extra tickets. No one just gives you one ticket to a well, game. Well, no,
1: I might go on a credential if you need to know everything going on. Ooh,
2: okay. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. This is the place to be. And, and, and by the way, I don't know if you know this. Let me put my uh, hockey cap expert. I'm a little disappointed in you, to be honest. Oh, no. Because
1: I didn't even know that this took place. So Kay takes shots at me because that's what Michael does, and that's fine because Michael's a bully. All right? And then you who thinks like you're a man of the people, you need to stand up for friends, and you claim that you're of social justice and all that, you, ju- you just say nothing in that I moment? I bowed
2: out. It was the ending of the show. I'm uh-huh. not going to be rude. It's it's his real right, estate. Of co- right, of course. It's his real estate. Right, if I just- uh, uh,
1: right. It, it's his real estate. But on my Saturday morning show, which is my real estate, you never have had a, a problem yammering on for, for hours.
2: It's the type of relationship we have. So you
1: are saying you and I are tighter than you and Michael.
2: And I mean that's a fact. And it's I not love even Michael. it's not even close. I love Michael. He's he's a great guy. He's always been nice to me. The, the last thing I want to do is be rude to him on his show, and then I'm never invited back again. I got some nice TV time, couple compliments, people saying you know how attractive I was. So, so it's, I mean, so it's it's all about you. It, I mean, it has to be. It's it's all about because you. because if if so, I'm he not takes take a shot, who is an open-handed
1: slap across the face to me. Hey, buddy! And, hey, and you, you say nothing. I said nothing. Mm-hmm. I okay. said nothing. All right, and and then your next question is: Did you get me a ticket for the Rangers on <laughs> Sunday night?
2: Listen, this is the type of relationship. Why don't you, do you have
1: Michael get you legend seats? I mean, he has them. Why <laughs> don't you have him get you legend seats? You could stuff your face with crab and lobster, and and th- and then take that relationship to the next level. To the Yankee game or to yeah. the Ranger game? To the Yankee game. But I'm I'm talking about the Rangers. I understand. I understand. So, why do you, I mean, Michael has a better chance of getting you Rangers tickets than I do. He's Michael K.
3: Ty Butler sprung from Dave Rothenberg jail.
1: Wow. That's a shot.
2: That's a shot at you. You know
1: what it is? Here's what it is, honestly. He And I said this weeks ago. They can't do their show without making mention of me. They, they, can't, they can't do it. And then, and then I called them out on They go, forget it. We're never mentioning you again. And, like, four days later, boom.
2: And then you think it becomes tougher once you lose Don LaGreca?
1: I think that they are obsessed with me and can't get away from discussing some semblance of my life or, or something You're an yes.
2: important piece here, man. Like this this puzzle that is 98.7 ESPN, you're a large part I'm of it. Cor- I'm a corner piece. You're, you're a large corner piece. I'm good a, Lord, you're good.
1: I'm a corner piece. Without, without me, you can't put the puzzle together.
2: Yeah, I don't know that we're fully functional without you. But I, I was just going to say something yeah. to you. Uh, so May 13th, because I want to put my... Uh, hockey expertise on uh May 13th you mentioned good day for the Rangers I I learned this yesterday three game sevens for Hank on 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 May 13th he's three and0 with yep. 35 plus saves uh in each of those games that's pretty impressive he, he is and then Igor last night was really really good too after not being not so good in games awful. three and four awful
1: so. awful so I mean what would you say you' are your hockey fan and what like if I brought up a name from the past about the Rangers, would you know who that was?
2: I didn't say fandom. I said expertise.
1: Uh, oh, so expertise leads me to believe that you really, that you know a lot. I pick and Let's choose. do that hockey.
2: I pick and choose what I want to, you know, show my expertise. In. Okay. I think I had, uh, all,
1: all right. Is, is Randall Stravinsky a former Ranger or a name I've just currently made up?
2: I feel like you made that name up.
1: So you're good. How about... Steve Vickers.
2: No, that's definitely a former Ranger.
1: Yeah, it. Look at see. Look at you.
2: How how about Kelly Kissio? Kelly Kissio. Uh, Kelly Kissio. That's a tough one because the uh, the first name sounds made up. A kissio feels like it has Kisio to be. A sounds like a hockey Yeah, like that's a hockey, a hockey name, name. Yeah, so that's definitely a hockey player.
1: That's a hockey. Okay. You, you, you know what? You're three for three. three and-
2: Stump Rothenberg, baby. Uh, all let's right. Let's end it okay. here. No, let's end it here. I'm no, 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 no. I'm going to retire. No,
1: it's a five pack. We always do a five pack. No.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no, no.
1: We continue. Um, How about Alexei Zvetnik?
2: Ooh. Zvetnik. That's definitely a hockey player.
1: Uh, no, that's made up. And on that <laughs> note, you lose. <laughs> that's <laughs> that oh, was Alex good, Alexei Shvetnik is completely made up.
2: That, that's pretty good, though. That's pretty good.
1: Well, I just right on the fly made up Alexei <laughs> That's This, this is, is why you are
2: who you are, man. This is why the station uh, lives and dies with, with one Dave Rothenberg. Well, that's, that's very nice. By the way, so, i got to call you out on something oh, later on in the show. Na- really I'm good. not going to do it now. i got to do it later on in the show because it's off topic. It's football related.
1: It's football related. Yeah. And you have to call me out on something.
2: You you, you did something that I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm almost disappointed. You, you know what? You never do. You, you, it's <laughs> I never. never you know
1: what, Dave? Later in the show, you said something which was so. In, you know, was so genius that I want to point it out. It's always, you're, you're always looking to take me down at the knees. Why is that?
2: I, I heard it and I said, no, this can't be, or I read it and I said, no, this can't be true. And then I heard you say it and I'm like, ah, I can't wait for Saturday morning because this guy, he's got to be taking the task.
1: All right. Well, I know if there's someone that will in fact take me to task, it will be you. So um, you. I'm thrilled about that.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: Like like when I was a kid, if that happened the same thing, game six last night, Rangers lost, I would have a- the next morning and like turn to my parents and be like i don't I don't feel well at all i I can't make it in i, I, just, I can't I can't go to school and they be like, all right you don't feel well, you don't feel well and, and and stay home and then I would have put my head under the covers all day, and just avoided real life, not read the papers, not listened to the radio, right not like Twitter was an option and and that's it, I would have just avoided life in general i would like to do that now. I can't do that anymore. So as the Rangers are down to nothing, I'm thinking to myself, so not only am I going to have to watch this team lose a game six, I'm going to have to have a, a like an uncomfortable, sleepless-esque night, and then I got to talk about it all morning? How awful will that be? So I'm dreading it, and then out of nowhere, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Here we are, game seven. Now, the 2022 New York Jets schedule is here. From right now until Monday, May 16th at 9.59 a.m., which is very specific, Visa cardholders get early access to purchase single-game home tickets. Plus, fans can purchase the all-new seven-game plan by visiting nyjets.com slash tickets. Terms apply. Be listening to DiPietro and Rothenberg, which I hear is a fabulous show, and the Michael K. Show, which is very good, yet not as fabulous, all next week to learn how you can qualify to win a pair of jet season tickets right here on 98.7 ESPN, New York. We've made you wait long enough. We now start with the callers. 1-800-919-3776. Frank and Belmore. Good morning, Frank. You're on 98.7 ESPN.
4: Good morning. Good morning, Dave. Uh, I'm going to be 60 this year. And I have to say, and, and this isn't just blowing sunshine. Um, you are right up there at the top of the list for me. Anyway, I mean your wit, your dry humor, you're uh, your very unique. Your knowledge, very very unique, and it's an enjoyable listen almost every time. So wow, thank you for that.
1: I got I got to tell you, I, I will take that. That's the nice because I work with the animals. It's the nicest thing anyone has said to me so far today. So I appreciate you, and I would like to now extend the the floor. It is yours, and and go ahead with it with whatever great or even yet awful points you have to make this morning.
4: Well, well I mean, I'll make three quick points about the hockey, but just remember, to be great, you've got to keep great people around you. Um, Louis Domingue. people are talking about him being you a know, backup goalie, but they're not talking about him putting 300 intense minutes in back-to-back. And I think his fatigue may be showing, and I think it's a real factor. You know, you're talking about a guy who hasn't played more than two or three games, maybe in the regular season. Now he's playing it in the playoffs, and now the biggest game, seven. So the, the mental and physical strain... I think it's going to be great on him. The other thing I wanted to say is, you know, we went when we lost Lindgren and Goudreau, you know, you talk about Crosby, we we saw a dip in our defense. When Lindgren came back, we saw how much better the Rangers played. So I think that, you know, those combination of things, we have a real chance in Game 7 to win.
1: Oh, a real chance, Frank? And thanks for the call. Thank, really, thank you for the, the kind words. A real chance? If the Rangers don't win this game tomorrow night, I would be apoplectic. I mean, forget about a real chance. You, you've you now, I mean, I said this the other day. I would have rather just lost last night, gotten it over with, than force a game seven and, and lose at home. That'd be tragic. No, I don't want any part of that. Whatever happens after this series happens after the series. I mean, Carolina's terrific. And I mean, can you imagine if Boston won that? You go up against Boston, you have home ice. But whoever that's going to be, it won't be easy. And Carolina, I think is just, just a better team than the Rangers. But y- you got to win now tomorrow. Yeah, you have to. You got to come out, put a couple goals on the board, really take them out of their game. You got to imagine Crosby's not going to play. Louis Domingue looks like you would think Louis Domingue would look like. And and let's go. Hammer them tomorrow night. Don't make this, you know, tie game, four minutes left. Don't make it a typical Rangers game. Hammer them. Sharky suffering. Good morning, Sharky. You're on 98.7.
3: Hey, Dave. Good morning, Dave. What's up, buddy? Um, Dave, I'm just hoping you're going to be at the Garden tomorrow night. Uh, chanting "Potvin sucks" and crying like a baby when the Rangers go down to an AHL goalie in Game Seven. Oh, at home. Sharky! You can you can count oh,
1: on it. Oh, sh- uh, Sharky, you yeah, so. Let me see if I have this right. I hate to this right. You. Hang on, let me see if All I right. have this right. Let me see yeah. if I. You're an Islanders fan. No, nope. You're, nope you're you'll never jealous. guess.
3: You'll never guess. No, you'll never guess. I'm from Hockey Town, USA, where the real men play hockey in Detroit. Oh, no, you're a
1: Red Wings fan. <laughs>
3: it's been a tough goal for us. Why? Why, you, why? Why? Why?
1: The Rangers doing well. Why does that cause such a? Well, here's it is.
3: Dave, I'm 68. I used to be a Ranger fan. And back in the... Uh, oh, so Sharky, let the, me see. I, so you're a fraud is what you are. You're living the li- you're no, living no. A life of a fraud. No, no. This is going back to 1970s when the so Rangers what? were playing the Broad Street so Boys. What? So what? You, you, love, what do you mean you used to be Dale a Ranger fan? i Dale pummeled by Dave Schultz, and not one Ranger came in to help him out. And since that day, I could never root for them. So, I mean, so you're a fraud. You call it whatever you want. I mean, you're you're a fraud. You you might as well have called
1: before, and I'm done with you, Shark. You might as well have called and just, you know, before you started giving the Rangers a hard time said, I'm Sharky and I'm a fraud. If you use the phrase, I used to be a fill-in-the-blank fan, but now I root for this team, you're a fraud. That's it. There is no, but, but when they just, you know, when they treated this guy like this, like I, I had a friend I used to work with in, in North Carolina, he's, he's actually the voice of the Hurricanes now. And he used to be a Cowboys fan, but when they disrespected Tom Landry, when Jerry Jones took over, he switched to the Vikings. You You, you can't do that. It's, it's not allowable. You can't be a fan of a team and then when they do something you don't like, now all of a sudden that's not your team anymore. That defines being a fraud fan. And sh- and I should have known when Sharky called, giving the Rangers a hard time, that Sharky is in fact a fraud fan. Now Jake, you are a real fan. You you a you adore the Yankees. You love the Giants. Like, the teams you like, you'll you'll go down with, like, the Titanic, right?
5: Of course. And I actually had a question going off that. You said anything a team does. Does that apply if it's, like, the Rams leaving your city and that's going? That's different. That's different. That's okay. different. Then I'm that's with you with 100% with everything you said. That's
1: different. If your team abandons you, now I think you have the right to abandon them.
5: Yeah, but when I hear people say what Sharky just said, it blows my mind.
1: Like what would have to happen for you not to root for the Yankees? I, I got to be honest. Even if even if I said like, okay, I'm not root. Like I don't even think my body would allow me to not root for the Giants.
5: Yeah, after this last decade, if you're still rocking with the Giants, you know you're in there for life. But I don't know. Even if the Yankees moved, I'd probably still root for them. So I don't even know what it would take for me to jump off the bandwagon.
1: But if the, if the if Aaron Judge moves on, do you give up on the Yankees? No. No, if the Yankees get to the World Series and lose in a heartbreaking game seven, do you give up on the Yankees? Of course not. no I mean, but this guy but back in 1970 dave Schultz i I, I didn't even hear what he said. he beat someone up <laughs> and that made me turn off some I mean
5: uh, no and what Dave doing? I, I don't know if you saw when Ty screened the call. he kind of lied to Ty. He said he's excited about the Rangers, so he so was he's, just a, a, he's he was a liar a fraud and a liar
1: yeah right, so he's got the worst of everything. he's a lying fraud. The worst is what kind. that guy. Is. Exactly. He's a, a, a fraudulent liar or a lying fraud. What do you like better? You
5: can go with either or
1: either or a fraudulent liar. That's good. That's nice. Pasquale in Whitestone. Good morning, Pasquale.
6: Hey, thanks for taking a call. And I'd be in a work prison with you any day compared to these other guys. Nice. Anyway, nice. You see, Pasquale, you, you be- get me. You and I were eye to eye. Go ahead. Almost. Instead of asking the guy about Steve Vickers, you should have asked him the name who was on the game of, goal of game line. That would have really tested his knowledge. What do you mean the guy? Ty, so, Ty would have, he would have no idea. None, right? So no. No. We'd call him out on that one. Anyway, two days ago, Game 7 tickets with $300. They doubled already.
1: Well, why didn't you buy him, I'm Pascal? Walking.
6: Dude, I c I gotta be honest with you. I'm a little priced out. Okay. So were you, price, were you
1: priced were you priced out winning. at three hundred or, or is it is it now that it's the six fifty you're priced? No, out? now six hundred I'm priced out. See, what you should have done, Pascual, is because if you buy the tickets on one of the, the third party brokers, you get you get refunded if they don't play that game, right? I wouldn't have cared. I'd rather have the game. Just I know I watch but you my could, numbers But you you could have so anyway, you could have had those I'm tickets my, and then if they don't play it, you'd be refunded.
6: I was a season ticket holder in the 80s and 90s. The greatest nights in my sports history was Game 7 against the Devils and Game 7 against the Canucks. I wouldn't dare sell those tickets. Going to those games was the best. Now, I was all the anti Ranger haters. This series should be over. No one complains about that interference call at the end of Game 1. That was total nonsense. So, we should have been already getting ready for the second round.
1: Uh, yeah, if they, if they would have, uh, correct, if they would have won game one, maybe you'd be looking at 4-2 at right
6: now. But you know what, Pasquale, doesn't well, matter. I think that was an interference call, but you can't complain about the rest, because we got a cheap call yesterday that gave us a power play goal. So it all balances out. What was a cheap call? When Vetrano got hit in the face? Um, no, when we cross-checked and they got the guy on retaliation. I, I thought,
1: listen, they had a five-on-three, and thanks to the call. They had a five-on-three for like a, a minute 15, and the Rangers killed it off. They've, they've had two five-on-threes in this series that I can even remember for well over a minute. So I I don't think for a second I would look at the officiating and say the Rangers have gotten the advantage. But the Rangers' penalty kill was good last night, and their power play uh, was also good. So, you know what, you take a deep breath, it be a stressful weekend, Tomorrow night, Game 7, I just found out I am officially going to the game, Ty.
2: Okay, this is this is good news. Do we get no. a, a little plus one, plus two action? No. No.
1: No. Wow, that's no. very unfortunate. And RJ, the great RJ Santilla will also be at the game. So we are we are Rick Pietro away from our show outing, which has been promised for such a long time. I'm
2: I don't I don't like that this is happening. What That he's, he's gone M.I.A.? No, that that I'm not invited to this. Uh, so you're, not, you're not a, a member of the show. Yeah, but so what? You can have guests come.
1: It's not it's not like I
2: have 50 tickets and I'm inviting all my friends. You have pull here at the station. I'd, I have no pull at the station. Someone just called in and said you're one of their favorite hosts all time. I if think people
1: should... people like me, but I don't have pull. I'm not Michael K., <sighs> where I could get tickets to anything.
2: I don't know. I'm annoyed with you right now.
1: Oh, you're always annoyed. You're
2: we amazing. got a couple of Game 7s. We can watch the NBA Game 7s leading right into Rangers Game 7. We could do it all together as a family.
1: Listen to this. So I am going to the Garden tonight to Billy Joel. Look at T- you. Taking my wife. Anniversary last week. Got her some uh, some Billy Joel tickets. Like right? that kind of party? So that's, um, that's tonight. Then tomorrow morning, got to wake up at the crack of dawn, go an hour north to a lacrosse tournament for Alex. Top of the morning, top of the morning. <laughs> if top go of the morning. Championship game. That would be 3:30. I probably won't get home to like 5:30 from the game. Shower in the car down to the garden. It's a busy weekend for you. That's that's quite the weekend, right?
2: It's it's a fun weekend,
1: but it's quite the weekend. It is. And then it's going to be either be just great joyous Monday morning recap, <laughs> or maybe Dave goes missing and Rick well, does here, the, the here's show the by be- himself.
2: Here's the beauty of the sequencing, if you will. Uh, had Game Seven been like, let's say tonight, then it completely ruins the weekend. Like I don't know. Like let's just say Game Seven's at four thirty, and then the Billy Joel concert's at eight. Like, is there any chance you can go from losing a heartbreaking Game Seven to a concert with your wife? No. So and then, a,
1: every like emotional Billy Joel song will will, you know, will hit differently.
2: Yeah. So it's a it's a good thing Game Seven is the last thing on the list.
1: Uh, Bob Pavlik sends in a tweet: "I was a 76ers fan, got fed up with the organization, and now have no rooting interest in the NBA at all. Fraud or no fraud? No,
2: that's different. No, no, that's fraud. I I, I think it's different because it's not like he chose a, a it's a different not team. it's not
1: same level fraud." It's not. I was a Sixers fan. Gave up on the Sixers. Now I root for the Sacramento Kings. Which,
2: but, but, well, but still fraud, nonetheless. I don't think it's a fraud. He's he's divorced himself out of you a relationship, can't. and now so he's just. He's my just question a free agent. would be: ha,
1: Do you really have love in your heart if you can just divorce yourself so easily?
2: I, from, but from who, that? who's to say that it's e- it came so easily? Like we don't know. Like the Sixers have been to what one conference final since Dr. J retired. I couldn't.
1: I couldn't leave my wife for anything. Like there's nothing I would leave my wife for. That's that's what if the she truest form on you? of love.
2: What if she cheated on you? Like multiple. I would I wouldn't leave her. If she cheated on you multiple times. No. Like a serial cheater.
1: No. I mean, you're you're putting awful thoughts in my head, but no, I wouldn't leave
2: her. So you, so you're giving her a license to cheat then? Yeah,
1: if she, if I I tell her all the time. Like I'm I'm one of those husbands that she'll be going out. I'm like where are you going? And she could say I'm going out with an ex-boyfriend. I'm like all right, great, have fun. <laughs> what? Yeah, Just I trust well. her implicitly.
2: Wait, but
1: that's not. You trust her to do what? If you're saying I, she could. I, go, che- I no, she would never cheat on me. I trust. I trust if she said I'm going to a, a dinner with an ex-boyfriend, I would say great. Let me know how it goes. Like
2: think, that kind of party. The dinner is at his apartment. Fine. And it's just them two. That's fine.
1: <laughs> wow. You're... I, I have no jealousy whatsoever.
2: Go <laughs> on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wow, don't. This is amazing. I, 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 I cannot have no, believe well, I'm missing Here's this. the thing. You have to trust your your significant other. No,
2: I, I agree with that. But there are some, some lies that you... I would, I would in find theory, it to be odd cry. if it's she weird. said, "Listen,
1: I'm going, I'm going to hang out with with Jeff in his apartment." <laughs>
2: exactly. That's my. Point. But would I say absolutely not and start a whole fight? No. But that's not even like that's not even a trust issue. That's not being insecure. If if your wife, who you've been married to for what you said, thirteen years
1: or or 18,
2: 18 years, even even more. It says to you, I'm going out tonight with my ex-boyfriend to dinner at his apartment. Yeah. Yeah, there's an issue with that.
1: Well, that's, that's, Lawrence that issue. that's Lawrence Taylor! That's Lawrence Taylor! But I wouldn't stand in the way. If that's if that's what would make her happy, then she should go ahead and
2: do it. Alright, so what if she says, hey, you know what, I might not come home tonight. She's gonna sleep there? <laughs> no, she just says I might not. Co- so, <laughs> I might not co- see oh. ya. Hang on. I w- we might go out
1: and hang out all night, or yeah. I might sleep over at his apartment.
2: Well, I just I mean, leave it open to interpretation. It's not. I, I
1: would have a problem with that. Okay, there we go. We finally
2: yeah. found a, a a a line too far to cross.
1: Okay, but if your wife were to say to you, "Ty, listen, I'm going to I'm going to uh, Joe's apartment, my ex, and we're gonna have dinner, and and then I'll be back after," you would have a problem with that, or yeah, you'd of be of okay? course.
2: It's, it's, it, no what the hell? You're not going to end? Oh, seriously?
1: So you would step in? You'd be like, there's no way. There no chance, girl.
5: Yeah, guys, we need to break. <laughs> there's no chance that that's happening.
1: Jake, we'll break when I say we'll break.
2: Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh man, I can't. And that, I don't think. I don't think we break it all now. All right, we can do the DNR thing where we just blow past the break. We blow right past it. All right. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven. How we got there? How did we get to your? I don't know how we got there either. Now you're gonna i Fully trust my wife. I don't know that you do. Uh, the next do time she goes out, you're you're gonna think she's at someone else's apartment. Let her go. <laughs> you just I'm let, not standing in her way. I can't I cannot get past that. I, I look at you like this is I feel like I've known you for so long and, and every Saturday I learn something else about you.
1: See, that's the genius that of me. I'm like an it. onion. <laughs> I'm I'm layers deep. All right, we gotta break, otherwise Jake's gonna cry. one 800 919 It's
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
2: It's so funny how Thursday the NFL schedules um, get released. Right. We know exactly who teams are playing. It's just a matter of when the games are being played and we we just go crazy about it. It's just how much we love football. Right. Um, But everyone wants to play the win loss game for both the Jets and the Giants and i just found it so fascinating that for your New York Giants who by the way one year removed from you picking them to win the division all right, this and year,
1: enough you you know need you reflect on that what's your point now i have upset you now
2: this year uh-huh you're picking them to win 8 games yeah why is, why is that so wild they're doubling their win total Okay, so you have an issue with me,
1: but you're working on the Michael K show when he he projects the Jets to win ten, and you don't take him to
2: task. No, I disagree with him. I, I disagree oh, with. So about di- that. you disagree
1: with him, but he's Michael K. So you'll you'll take your little pitter patter steps no, with me. You come right after I get me, huh? More,
2: I I listen. I get a chance to speak more on the show. If, if K had brought me on a show and asked, "Oh, Tom, what do you think about my prediction that the Jets are going to win ten games?" I would right, you say, know what I'm going to do with you right now? I, I, I don't do, I don't agree with
1: it. Be, be, okay. Because it's it's insane is what it is. And I want to make sure we point that out all the time. Ten wins. I'm going to quickly run through the Giants schedule with you, and I want you to give me your projection of what they're going to do. You ready?
2: Okay, let's do it.
1: All right. And, and I I almost guarantee you, unless you're just going to be obstinate, which I think is, is quite possible from you.
2: Don't be disrespectful. All Come right. On. Then then you'll be He'll honest
1: be, with your wins and losses, yes? Give me some credit, yes. Okay. Giants open up the season at Tennessee to take on the Titans. Loss. Agreed. 0-1. Uh, home to the
2: Panthers. I'll have the. I'll say they win that game. Okay, so that's that's one.
1: Um, home to the Cowboys loss. on Monday Night Football, loss. But you have them one and two. Home no. to the Bears.
2: I'll say they win that game. Two
1: and two at the Packers, loss. It's in London, but yes. I agree. Uh, two and three, uh, home to the Ravens, loss. Two and four at the Jaguars, loss. Okay, two and five at the Seahawks, loss. See, now you're just being obstinate. How am I be, uh, How? You think they're going to lose at Jacksonville and at Seattle?
2: Those uh, the the Seahawks and Jaguars right, are looking fine, at those games fine, the same way fine, you are. Fine. They're going to beat the Two Texans. Yes. Right,
1: exactly. I agree with you that they won't they won't win uh both, but I think they will win fine. 2 and 6, home to the Texans. They'll beat the Texans. 3 and 6, home to the Lions. They'll beat the Lions. 4 and 6 at the Cowboys. Loss. 4 and 7, home to Washington. I think they
2: lose that game. So
1: you're going to have them winless in the division.
2: No, no, no. Actually, no. I'll have that because they're going to go to Washington. So, I think they'll they'll win at home to Washington but okay. they'll
1: lose. All right, hang on. So, now you have them 5 and 7. Okay. Um home to the Eagles. Loss. 5 and 8. At Washington. Loss. 5 and 9 at Minnesota. Loss. Uh home to the Colts. Loss. All right. And then at the Eagles. Loss. So, you have 5 and 12. Yes. Yeah, I I I think that you no, I, I think that I think that you're really off on some of these, Dave. So you have them. You have them one in five in the division. Yes, one in five in the division, and you have them losing at Jacksonville, at Seattle, at Washington, swept by Philly, swept by Dallas,
2: at Minnesota. It sounds crazy that a team that won four games last year, I have them being pretty uh, being pretty bad again this year. Yeah, that sounds yeah, you know, it sounds ludicrous, Dave. You have them doubling their win total. First of all, we have no idea what you're going to get from Daniel Jones. Is he even going to be able to stay healthy? I don't think this season? It's, I really. I mean, do you do you understand what their over under in Vegas is? What what was it? Five and a half? No, it's
1: se- it's seven. Yeah, I, I'm taking the under. Obviously. Oh, okay, so you take the under, but it's not like I. I think ten for the Jets is a lot more wild than eight for the Giants.
2: I just think it, you predicting that they're going to double their wind their wind total despite them having a quarterback who no one wants to admit ain't the guy. It's a new regime, Daniel new head coach. Jones
1: is fine. Daniel Jones is not great, but Daniel okay. Jones is fine. So,
2: so why are we entering year four and there are still question marks about him? If he's I, fine? listen,
1: I don't think you're winning anything with Daniel Jones. But could you win eight games with him? Absolutely. Is he even
2: going to play eight games, Dave? We don't even know that. Well, th- we have different. no idea. I mean, exactly,
1: although you have at least a competent backup in Tyrod Taylor, but this that, year, but that
2: you you can't just I, you know what? That. I'm going to flip the script on you
1: here. I think your take on my take is awful. Okay, I I really do. I think see. your take on my take is an embarrassment for you. I
2: think and your family. It is an embarrassment for you to have the Giants no. doubling their win total no. from last year. No. What's they're embarrassing a, a is team. that Michael
1: K. has the Jets going 10-7, and 7, but because you're in so in love with him and that he's the voice of the Yankees, and maybe there's some scared in you okay. when it comes to Michael K., you won't say anything. You, but this all, is something that has you upset all week long. You're a all, jerk.
2: It's not even all week long because the schedules were released on Thursday. You talked about it on Friday morning. You, you so you let's relax. You're, you're, you're,
1: you're an evil human being and you this
2: idea that I'm scared of anyone. Dave, you know me better than that. But I get a chance— to converse with you on the air. Well, that, on that's show. now over. So that's
1: it's, that's now done.
2: Well, you're coming. Stop being emotional. The Giants I'm not are winning emotional. Eight games. I think this you, year. I think
1: your take is all. There's a lot of things that you oh, say. I'm right like, right you know what? He's got a good
2: point. I think this is a horrendous take. How is it a horrendous take? Vegas saying the, say the over
1: under on the Giants is seven.
2: OK. And Vegas, so the fact
1: that I, I think they're going to go over does not make me a fraud. It's not like I said the Giants are going to go 12 and five. You want to destroy me because I thought the Giants won the division last year. That is absolutely worthy of that. Are the Yankees
2: going to win around 92 games this year? They should go over that. Are they going to go over that by what? A little bit or a lot?
1: I would say a little. I uh, think they'll uh, probably go 95, 97 maybe. You just
2: said they could win 100 games, so don't backtrack now. Vegas had the Yankees winning 92 games this year. So let's not act like Vegas doesn't get it wrong sometimes. So to have them at seven, sure. But Daniel Jones, a lot of question marks there. I get you're excited about your new head coach, but he's never done the job before. Your team stinks. You've been bad for, what, five, six years. The idea that they're going to double their win total and me laughing at that is is, is crazy and an embarrassment to my family. Come on, Dave! Stop it! No, Stop it's it.
1: actually they're are over under seven and a half. Okay, actually, it's not it's not bet even, the under. It's not it's okay. Good, you bet the under.
2: Bet the under.
1: You you bet the under, but and Vegas, yeah, Vegas. They don't know what they're doing. I
2: didn't say that they didn't they know. Have, what they no, were I doing. mean, yeah. So you so you forget the say, one
1: thing that Vegas maybe got
2: wrong. I didn't say that they didn't know what they were doing. Where they, where did Vegas have Cincinnati last year? I'm interested oh to know God. that. Did they have the Bengals getting to the Super Bowl? You, I mean,
1: you're impo- I mean, you your wife. I'm learning
2: more and more that your wife is a saint. To to the, uh, by, by the way, you're impossible. Vegas had the Nets favored to win the Eastern Conference. I'm not Conference. saying they're perfect. Would, I'm just saying that
1: your idea that me saying the Giants could win eight games is out of control is such a
2: horrendous take. And I'm not saying Vegas isn't allowed to be wrong, but if you're going to throw Vegas's number out there as if like, it's the Bible. How about every time Vegas is exactly back. on?
1: When it's like the spread is three and it hits a three. Take or a or step they say back. the spread is nine and a half and the game's a 10 point you're spread. you so
2: in love with, I mean, we know, you know the quarterback back. not on. Hang Jake, we you know work it. as the
1: arbiter right now. We know, he's a is, Giants fan. Uh, no, I want Jake's opinion. So you don't think that Jake can see through being a Giants fan and give us his honest assessment? I mean, let's see. Let's see. All right, Jake, is this a terrible take by Ty or a terrible take by me?
5: I have two takes. First no. one is Giants and Jets fans arguing who's going to be, you know, who's going to get over a certain amount of wins is kind of comical because so both That's what teams, we're asking you, Jake. Both been Stay terrible, with the program. But I will say this. Besides being a Giants fan, I do believe the Giants winning eight games is a lot more likely than the Jets winning 10. But that's not the question. But that's also, not the
1: you know what, Jake, you're, you're horrendous this is, yeah, this One last terrible. thing,
5: one last thing. I will say this. The Can big, you actually answer the question yes. which is
1: being brought to your attention?
5: I'm team Dave.
1: Thank you. That's all okay. we're asking you.
5: Uh,
2: at Hinky Haynes points out, and he's a giant fan. Um, Vegas had the over hit at seven games for the Giants last year. How did that work out? Not well. Oh, okay. So uh, seven and a half this year. Is it crazy to think that they're they're not going to no, hit that? Over? I, no, I don't, think,
1: I don't think it's crazy to think that the Giants go under seven and a half. I also don't think it's crazy to think the Giants win eight games. A, now, a, if a, they, and, and you know what I got to tell you? You look at their schedule, Ty, it is not a daunting schedule. Yes. There's a lot of games on that schedule which are very winnable. Firstly, <laughs> the division is not great. All right, Washington, they typically play well against Washington. They're not great. Philadelphia, everyone's in love with Philadelphia. The Giants should have swept them last year. Should have, but didn't. But but the Giants stunk and should have swept them last year. All right, Dallas, they're they're better than the Giants. Would I be shocked if the Giants won one of those games? No. You host the Bears. You go to Jacksonville. You host the Panthers. You go to Seattle. You host the Texans. You host the Lions. You go to Minnesota. There's a lot of winnable games on on that Giants schedule is all I'm saying. I say so many things. Many of them are horrible. For you to take that is the one you're going to run with, I think, and Jake agrees with me, is a bad job by you.
2: Well, well listen, uh, the, first of all, the Panthers fans, the the Bears fans, the Jags fans, all look at the Giants the same way you're looking at them when when it comes to this win loss game. They're looking at the Giants saying, you know what, that's a win for us. So it's the same game being played in Carolina, in Jacksonville, in Seattle. All and right. In so Houston. even if the Giants
1: split those of the games that each each fan base looks at and says, you know what, that should be a win for us. If you split those six games, that's three.
2: So you you think the Giants improved so much this offseason that they're going to double their win total from last year? Yeah. I I just disagree with you.
1: Okay, And and, and we will see how it plays out. And and here's the thing. I think your I, here's what I want. St- your here's what I'm to throw on the table. If the Giants... Do this. I want a full on-air apology from you.
2: Well, let's do something more than that. I, I can give you the on-air apology, and then it obviously revert. it works the reverse way because you would have to come on the air and apologize to me. But we can do some type of friendly wager. I- I'm all for that.
1: Uh, you know what? I, you figure it out, and then we'll I'll, figure I'll it either out. agree or disagree. I'm but right so now, annoyed I'm, with you I'm, right now. I'm, I'm done with you.
2: Your quarterback you. stinks. I mean, like, I know you don't no, want to admit can't, it. You can't say he stinks. You don't want to admit it. It's year no, four. Because I, I don't think he stinks. But it's year four, and we're still – is he the guy? We kind of no, know I, see, that. See, so if here's you're the asking thing. that in you're, year you, four, You are all over it. the place. We you know
1: it. You are all over the place. Do I think he's good? No. Do I think he stinks? No. Do I think they've given him a fair chance? No. Do I think the offensive line has been absolutely an embarrassment? Yes, I do. I think with a better offensive line and some decent coaching and health, this guy can be a pretty good quarterback. Do I think that he's going to lead you to a
2: Super Bowl? No, but I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm saying lot, eight. A lot eight. of things that haven't happened throughout his first three years all of a sudden had to correct itself. Do you anticipate the coaching year? will be
1: better this year? Yes, it will be better. Okay. Do you anticipate the offensive line will be a million times better this year? Sure. Okay. So right there. You have some things working in your favor.
2: Yeah, not doubling your win total favor. But sure. I don't
1: think doubling your win total in the NFL anymore is is this shock. I, I don't Cincinnati, think. Cincinnati, what did Cincinnati do two years ago? They won, mm-hmm. like, what, four games yeah, and then went to the, Bowl went the, the, the Super Bowl the next year?
2: Yeah, you also don't employ Joe Burrow. So, I uh, agree and, and with Jamar that, Chase. but I'm not
1: saying the Giants. All right, I'm going to break. 1-800-919-3776. Obviously, you've come here today. To argue i'll tell you I what do, i hope you do the same thing with anita
2: because
1: uh, uh, every stupid take she has i hope you bring it up Whoa. on air oh and you just you go toe to toe with her
2: <laughs> oh my, well good thing for her, she doesn't have any stupid take. no
1: no i'm the i'm the only one apparently <laughs> michael k says the jets are gonna win 10 games you're like oh god look at michael what a what a gem of a guy and i say the giants are gonna win eight and that's what you go after you're a
0: jerk <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show Podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean.
1: I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced,
0: not very <laughs> popular kid. But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dump call 800-919-3776 with your question and let's stump dave rothenberg
1: all right i mean so many people have tried not all that many have in fact succeeded stump rothenberg on 9870 spn brought to you by slowman's tie where are we with our overall year to date record david we are
2: 198 and 34 my friend
1: so there's no way you can envision we don't go over the 200
2: win mark today. No chance. No 198 chance. and
1: 34.
2: 198 and 34. Unless we're the New York Giants and we win only uh, one game this year or this week. Then uh, we will be subbed to 200 win mark. I don't don't anticipate that happening because you went 13 and 2 last week, 12 and 3 the week before, 13 and 2. So, I mean, obviously, when you're 164 games above the 500 mark. That
1: really is something.
5: (laughs) That's insane. That really
1: is. Now, Jake, you typically will say during the break, like, oh, I have the greatest question ever. I've heard nothing from you. Today. Well,
5: I have a question. I know you were very consumed with the Rangers game last night. And we also discussed during the break how with the Yankees game on Amazon Prime, it's not very easy to flip back and forth. My question is actually the I saw the Yankees trivia question last night and I loved it. So I thought I'd use it today. Have you seen it?
1: No, okay. be honest. I, I, I will be honest with you. <laughs> I didn't turn on the Yankees game I figured with night.
5: the Mets the Rangers NBA playoffs the Yankees probably didn't, tu- a- didn't,
1: didn't turn it on didn't t- well uh, and I'll tell you why so Rangers primary television Mets were on in the background on the second TV here's the thing if I want to put the Yankees on I now I now have to put a TV on Amazon Prime or on on Prime Video it takes away flipping it's, it makes it nearly impossible yeah. and by the time the Rangers were done the Yankees game was out of reach, so no, I I punted it on the Yankees game. I, I mean, I know what happened. I saw highlights. I read about it, but no. Well, as long as
5: you don't know the
2: trivia question, we're I don't good.
1: know. I honestly don't know the trivia.
2: question. I'm excited. I feel like good things are in store today.
1: For what? For the segment? For you? Really? Like I feel
2: an undefeated uh, Stump. Rothenberg. No, don't put that pressure on. Well, me. you do it during the week. Yeah,
1: I mean, listen, it's it's been done. We've done it before, but I that's a lot of pressure. Let let's start. Let's go to Tom in Jersey. Tom, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
4: Hey, how you doing today?
1: Great. What do you got today, Tom? All
4: right, so here's the question. Who is the only
3: player in Major League Baseball history to record 100 RBIs in a season with five different teams?
6: That's a good question.
1: Five different teams. Um... Five different teams.
3: Wow. It's a lot harder than people think.
1: See, I'm thinking Adrian Beltre, but I don't think he played for five. Did Gary Sheffield play for five? Gary Sheffield played for a million teams. Finish with the Mets. Sheffield. Those are the two guys, but I don't think Beltray played for five. Um. Oh my gosh, this is, a, this is a good question. Um. I don't know that I know. Five different teams. I'm, I'm gonna go with. Sh- See, I'm thinking Sheffield, but I, now I'm not sure. It's a good question.
7: Thank you.
1: Yeah, no, you're very welcome. Um,
0: who else could it? Who else could it be? I would
4: have asked you a wrestling question, but I didn't want to no, get don't,
1: buzzed don't, How
2: immediately.
1: How about? <laughs> Fred
3: McGriff
1: Fred McGriff was good on a lot of different teams. Is there anyone else? Adrian Gonzalez, but I don't think he played for 5. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go with I'm thinking either McGriff or Sheffield. How about Winfield? I don't think Winfield played for 5. All right. I feel I'd say like 51% confidence. I'm going to go Gary Sheffield.
5: Wow. Got it.
1: Nice. That's impressive. It was well thought out too.
5: And that was a great question. You're right. That was a really good question.
1: That was a terrific question. And I gave him credit before knowing whether I would know it or not. I gave him credit for said question.
2: That's that call screening.
1: It's a good, Do I not always give you credit for you that? Do. You do. All right. Uh, G in Bergen County. G, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
6: Dave, a fanatical Giants fan like you. Lost friends, girlfriends, cousins over the Giants. And, uh, you know, hopefully get the corners straightened out this year and uh, we can be competitive. Would be but nice. I have a question about the, uh, the New York football Giants for you. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that the 1970s are known for the Giants' ineptitude for the most part. But in 1970, they had a pretty good team led by Trent Harkinson when they went nine and five. Who was their leading receiver? And say within eight, what was the number
5: of receptions he had?
1: All right. So 1970. Um, so that was Ron Johnson was on that team. I think Clifton McNeil or Tucker Fredrickson also. And Bob Tucker should have been on that team as well. But I think you're trying to trick me. I believe it's Clifton McNeil. Final answer.
6: Number of receptions?
1: Mm, Number of receptions.
6: Uh, I'll say uh, 48. You got it. Clifton McNeil, 50.
1: Now, couple things. Got it. Should get it. Giants related. Ty, that's not a great question. Uh, so I didn't. I, I told Let's him be fair. That's not a great question. I told
2: him not to go with the number of receptions because no one cared about it.
1: But do you think anybody cares who the Giants leading receiver was in 1970?
2: Um, I'm, you're at the water cooler, <laughs> and
1: someone says, do you know who had the most catches for the Giants in 1970? Does anybody care? No. But Be honest with me. It,
2: no, no, no. But since it was, like, Giant-related, I'm like, Yeah, you know I what? understand.
1: But you're better than that. Let me try let, to Let's go continue. Rob in Ridgefield. Rob, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
2: All
7: right. I'm 0-3 against you all time, so we're looking for the first one. Let's see what you got.
4: What is the only U.S. state? Capital that contains no letters from that U.S. state it's in.
1: <laughs> no letters for the state it's in. Correct. So, like, like New York would be Albany, and you have the N there. How, and how y, about yeah. how about Pierre, South Dakota?
3: Oh, I'm still chasing that first win. Good job.
1: See Ty, I got to be honest. That's a good question.
2: It's a really good. That's a, re- that's
1: a great. It's a great answer.
2: You're great with state capitals. So I, I knew that would. Uh...
1: But it's a. It's a good question. Let's go to Mihalt in Elizabeth. Mihalt, as I run through an undefeated stump for so far this morning. You're on.
7: Hey there, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, question today is: What was the first building in the United States that was the tallest building in the world?
3: hmm
1: i think the woolworth building was the tallest at some point um to be the woolworth building? tallest building in the in the world I think it was before the Empire State Building, but I don't know that it's, that it was the tallest building in the world. Um, is there, did, did you give me a time frame on this?
0: Yeah, I can, uh.
1: And now, now but before you do that, I just, Ty, like, is that fair? Is a time frame fair? because i don't know i don't know if we're I mean, I mean, going reality, back to like the, the reality, middle the middle ages building. like i need to know i need to know what era we're working with no
7: it's
6: definitely well past the um
7: independence of course so it wasn't before the us was a country um all right so so
1: all right um i mean it's going to be a life insurance building. i mean like the home insurance building was big uh the manhattan life building was also big I don't know what error you were thinking here. The New York Tribune building I mean, do
7: you, me you want a
1: I don't want to do anything that Ty is going gonna, gonna to freak out with. So uh, Ty or Jay, can you, can you give me a ruling on this?
5: So the phone lines are lighting up. So Ty is actually screening some calls right now. But if you want me to judge it, I think a, I, the hint is not giving anything away that's giving the answer away. So I think a time frame is not the biggest clue ever. I, I'll allow it. I, All I'm, right. I'm so allowed I'm it.
1: allowed to get a time frame from you. So go ahead.
7: Okay. So the 19th century, 1800s.
1: Eight, so how about Philadelphia City Hall? Um, I guess I'll go with that. Philadelphia City Hall, 1800s. I know it was tall. And that's before the Woolworth Wil- Building.
7: Nope. First time I ever got you, Dave.
1: <laughs> what, what's the answer?
7: You ready? Yeah. The answer is the Washington Monument.
1: All right, well, there you go. Uh, I, I, that's fine. I'm not even going to complain about it. Put him on hold, and we'll, we'll bring him back for round two. Uh, let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
6: Hey, Dave. I know Ty's screaming calls, but I had a question for him. Who is the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, Week 4, this year?
1: Nice. Once, I see what, the guy I see what hate, doing. Daniel
6: Jones. The guy who's going nowhere. But anyhow, I just thought I'd throw that in his face. But um, All right, Dave, for you, who is the only president, who was prisoner of war.
1: Well, McCain was never pre- pre- uh, president. Um, prisoner of war. Was Andrew Jackson a prisoner of war? Because George Washington was not. Adams was not. I think Andrew Jackson was a... POW in the Revolutionary War. It's not. Ken- Kennedy had the plane crash, but was never a prisoner of war. It's not anyone recently after that. Fillmore, no. I think it's Andrew Jackson. And rather than go through every president, I'm going to go with him. But I'm I'm not certain. But I think Andrew Jackson.
6: Very good, Dave. Yes. Believe it or not, he was 13 years old in the Revolutionary War.
1: He was captured as a 13-year-old. Nice. So All right, there we go. There, there, we go, there we go. Jake, you want to go now, or you want to go after the break?
5: Uh, we can go after the break. I just think it's funny. I know you, you're nice. Didn't it was for the correct answer? But he's like, he's a prisoner of war at 13, and you're like, nice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, it has no effect. Dave, on can me. I just say
2: something really quickly? Yeah. Uh, If the strongest piece of evidence that you have that someone's going to be good is that they they won NFC Player of the Week in Week 4, then I think it's an argument that I'm actually winning. Can
1: you let it go? Why does it always have to be about you? Why does
2: it always have to be
0: about you? You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show Podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: We continue on this Saturday morning. Ty, uh, do you have a, an updated standings for me today
2: so far? Uh, f- you four, are four and one, five and one. What do we have? Four at? and one, my friend.
1: Four, four, cuatro and one. y uno. Yes, cuatro y uno. All right, um, Jake, would you like to play?
5: I would love to play, Dave. As I mentioned before, this question was actually the Yankees trivia question last night, and you swear that you did not see it. On my life. Okay, so if you didn't watch the game last night, you also missed a lot of offense. Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton both hit home runs last night and the game before that together as well. The Yankees are 21-1. One and one. I've seen this stat. Okay, well, I was originally going to maybe ask you what that one loss was, but that's not too interesting, even though it was Uh, the Field of Dreams game when they lost. That's the only loss they had when both homered in the same game. Just a little nugget. But my question is, only two duos in MLB history have hit a home run in the same game 70 or more times. One of them is Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Who is the other duo? So duos to hit home runs? In the same game 70 or more times. Only two have done it. One is Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, who is the only other duo, to hit a home run in the same game 70 or more times.
1: It's a lot of times.
5: It is. I mean, Judge and Stanton, 22 is a lot. And if they can stay healthy, and if Judge signs long-term, maybe 70. Hmm.
1: Bonds? McCovey? It's got, I mean, listen, these guys obviously were teammates forever. Um, hmm, I don't know if they're going to get this. Um, hmm. Bonds didn't play with anybody. Not Bonds and Kent can't be. Anyone on the Blue Jays? No. Yankee, Indians? No. When they were the Indians. Um, hi Garen.
2: Hi Garen and Eddie Matthews, maybe Judge and Stanton might get to uh, 70 by the time you answer the question. By the way, that's adorable.
1: Um, Mandal and Maris can't be that, that many. about Manny and David Ortiz? It's not a bad one. Mays and McCovey. How long did they play for? Like late 50s to early 70s, I think. All right, so I'm going to either go with Aaron and Matthews. It can't be Mantle and Maris. They didn't play together long enough. Manny and Ortiz. Or Mays and McCovey. I'm going to go with one of those three.
5: And only one of them has done it 70 times.
1: I'm going to go with, I'm going to eliminate Ortiz and Manny. So it's either Aaron and Eddie Matthews or Mays and McCovey. I will go,
5: where's a good question.
1: I will go Mays and McCovey. Hesitantly final answer.
5: That's your final answer.
1: Oh, God. I don't like how you
5: do that. Uh, yes. Well, Dave. Uh Uh-oh. I just got my fourth win of the year. It is Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews. You had it. I thought I was grabbing that L, but I got a W, and I'm smiling ear to ear. But the fact that you don't stink, the fact that you're able to name so many great duos is impressive in itself. No, he stinks. You stink. Yeah, that was
1: awful. I'm so disappointed. (sighs) Let's go to Joe in Jersey. Joe, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
6: Hey, Dave. How's everything? Good?
1: Uh, Doing great, Joe. Thank you. All
6: right. NBA pop culture. Charles Barkley hosted Saturday Night Live four times. Name the other three NBA legends that have hosted once.
7: Hmm.
1: Good question. All right. Uh, Barkley, Jordan... Jordan definitely hosted it Live.
6: Yes, he did in 91.
1: And LeBron hosted Sunset yeah, Live. Yes, in
6: 2007, yep.
1: And there's another?
6: Yeah, there's a third one. He's a legend. He's retired.
1: Bill Russell?
6: You're right. You're all, right.
1: all right.
2: Well, look How at about that, there,
1: fella. How about that? That was a good. That was a good. Um, you impressed yourself. Up. That happens sometimes. Uh, let's go to. Let's go to Kevin in Connecticut. Kevin, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
6: Dave, how are you? I'm
1: I'm great, Kevin. How are you? Good. So I'm um,
6: two and zero against you. Hopefully three and zero with this question. All right. Um, we all know Ron Bloomberg was the first DH back in 1973. Who was the opposing DH? For that
1: game against the Yankees. I I I mean, should we even waste time on this? Give me like twenty seconds here, Ty, and then let's So it's it's what does he want the Well the help of I guess? No, I know who I know who it was. I think it was the Red Sox. Um Uh, God, I I don't know. Um, and it was April of '73. I think it was the Red Sox. I believe it was at Fenway Park, but I don't. The opposing DH, I'll say. Well, that does me mean no good. Uh, I I will say I don't I don't know. I'll say Fred Lynn, but I know it's not the answer because he was a rookie later. But I'll say Fred Lynn, then that's wrong.
6: Um, big time player by the name of Orlando Cepeda. Dave. All right.
1: All right, so put him on hold. He can play in round two. We'll take, what do you think, one more and then go to the second round here? Yes, sir.
2: All
1: right, uh, let's go. Is Richard in Manhattan or Stephen Brooklyn? You choose from me.
2: Oh, uh, come on. You can't have me do that. Yeah, They're make it like pre- Sophie's Choice for you here. They're both pretty good.
1: All right, let's go Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
2: All right,
6: I got a very topical NHL question for you, Dave. Go ahead. Which player has the longest active playoff streak of consecutive years now playing in the playoffs.
1: And it can be with more than one team, right? Yes. <clears throat> um. Hmm. I think maybe Crosby. Yeah, I don't know this one either. I'm not going to waste a lot of time. I'm going to go with um. I'm going to go with Crosby, but I'm sure that's not right.
6: So Crosby missed the 10, 11 playoffs with a concussion. Ryan McDonough played in 12 straight playoffs.
1: Right, right. So if he had played in that playoffs, would it have been Crosby?
6: Yes, Crosby, Latang, Malkin all would have yeah. been it, but they've all missed a playoff with, with injury and the stroke with Latang.
1: Okay. All right, so we're, where are we, like five and four or something like that? Yeah,
2: not, not good, man.
1: No, not good. All right, so we have two on hold for the, the double, and then we have your five-pack, right? Yes. All right, let's go right back to Steve. Steve, the college edition of Stump Rothenberg. Go yeah. ahead. Trenton
4: Hassel. Trenton Hassel.
1: See you, you. You try as you might. You go in NBA. You go in Trenton Hessel. Yep. Uh, he's Austin P. He played with the Timberwolves. He played with the Nets. Um, Ohio Valley yep. Conference. You're good, Dave. Yeah. You're good. So that earns me some points back. And then we go to um, Mihalt and Elizabeth. Mihalt, you are trying for the daily double. Go ahead.
7: All right, I'm going back a little bit here. Hopefully it's fair. Uh, it better Benoit. be fair.
1: Ty, do you have any idea where he's going before he goes yes, here? Yes, it's fair. It's Okay, Ty says it's fair.
7: All right. Uh, NBA, Benoit, Benjamin.
2: Creighton. Uh, really good. <laughs> it better be fair. <gasps> It better be fair. Answers before he's even done saying the, the guy's last name. Good job yeah. out of you. Let's move Thank quickly here. Uh,
1: how about we start with... Now, Jake, are, would you like to take... You could be the first one to ever oh, yeah. do the Daily Double.
5: I didn't even think about that. I mean, I this is my fourth win of the year, which I'm... Uh, again, that's not a high number, but against you, I'll take it. Give me... Do Ty's five-pack, and I'll have one ready by the end of this.
2: All right, Ty, go ahead. Uh, let's go with a guy who's been in the news... Uh, a head coach, also a player, former Nick, Doc Rivers. Um, Glenn Doc Rivers Marquette. Wow, good job. Oh, oh, uh, you missed the an- uh, an Anton there, but sure. Kelly Olinick.
1: Uh, Gonzaga. Are you sure? Yeah, for some reason I'm not, but yeah, okay. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: should be. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Oh, As Christopher would say, uh, let's go to this could be a tough one Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent, he's
1: a nice little player. Um, <laughs> he's bigger than you, six three. Yeah, did he go to Santa Barbara?
2: He may have. Yeah, I think he's a Gaucho. I'm going to go with Gabe Vincent. And Santa you would Barbara. be correct, my friend. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a more dominant 45 last 45 seconds of a game by an individual player. Drew Holiday what he did at the end of game 5 so let's show him some love he's a big fan of the show where did he go to college
1: Well, UCLA's Drew Holiday That Drew Holiday oh, that is where that, we're going. that that's the uh, Drew Holiday we're okay. talking about okay?
2: <laughs> And Tobias used to be a fan but I remember Tennessee 2019 correct I was going to say, he's, I remember in yeah. 2019 you didn't want the Knicks to give him a max contract, so he stopped listening to the and, show. And
1: and how how did that turn out? He was he was garbage the other night.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my god, I mean, he was he grotesque? He, was, be- the other he night. was
2: better than James Harden.
1: Well, you would have been. You were better than James Harden the other night. <laughs> so were you. Yeah. Thank you for that. All right, Jake.
5: Here you go. All right, and just a fun fact about Tobias Harris. He's actually a Long Island guy. Yes, he sure I is. Saw, I went to Shamanat High School. Saw him play against my high school. He completely destroyed us. But nevertheless, the college player I'm going to go with. One of my favorite nicks from about a decade ago, the Novocaine Steve Novak. Uh,
1: uh, Marquette also, I believe.
5: Thought I may be able to get you with another Marquette, but you are correct. Jake, Steve Novak, my Jake man. Jake kind
2: of looks like Steve Novak.
5: Let's not put that energy into the world. That's bit. not.
1: That's not a terrible thing to say to someone. Steve Novak's not a bad-looking guy. Championship belt. I like
5: Brad
2: Pitt. Those kind of. Jack. Jack Harlow. Steve Novak. I don't know. He looks like Jack Harlow. As Jack man.
1: Harlow was. I find. I'm finding him to be annoying.
2: Uh he's taking a lot of heat this week. I don't know if you saw. He didn't know that Ray J and Brandy were siblings. Who would possibly know that? I mean, literally everyone. I, I mean I, I, Ray, Ray J, he's who <laughs> did the tape with Kim Kardashian. Uh he's known for a lot more than that.
1: But but is that that's the Ray J we're talking about? Yes. And people should know that he's
2: he's a sibling of, of Brandy? Yeah, I mean, one of the greatest R&B singers of well, all it cr- time. Well, it cracks me up sure. that
5: I, I didn't know that either, but you don't know that, but someone asks you the capital of a random <laughs> South- country in, like, South America, and you get those it are, in Those
1: are things that matter. I <laughs> yes. mean, Ray J and, and Brandy, who
2: cares? Uh, at the capital of a, a state where you can't use the letters in the actual capital. Yeah, we know that, PR, South Dakota. Because that why matters. Why would anyone know that Ray J and Brandy are are siblings?
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.